Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience. And today we bring you part one of the story of Tom and Dick Van Arsdale. And since we are doing a profile on two players, of course, it had to be a two-part episode. Uh, but seriously, they are twin brothers who both had excellent NBA careers. Neither is in the Hall of Fame, though. If I am being honest, they were not that good. I mean, they were not Hall of Fame good, but they each did go to three All-Star games. By any measure, they both had very successful NBA careers. There have been a number of twins that have played in the NBA. There are Jaron and Jason Collins, Horace and Harvey Grant, Brooke and Robin Lopez, Marcus and Markeith Morris, just to name a few. But with 29,311 points scored combined, the Van Arsdale twins have scored more combined points than any other set of twins in NBA history, and by a pretty wide margin. But you do not often hear about them anymore, and I understand why. They were really good players, but not all-time great players. So let us get into their story. The Van Arsdales are Indiana boys through and through, where basketball is king, especially high school basketball. They were born on February 22, 1942 in Indianapolis, Indiana. They were raised by Raymond and Hilda Van Arsdale. Their father went by the nickname Van, short for Van Arsdale. They were born seven weeks premature, which is not unheard of with twins, but the neonatal technology was not what it is today. Both boys were less than five pounds and had to stay in the hospital for weeks under constant medical care. Of course, the good news is that they did come home and they began to grow pretty quickly. Now, if you have known a set of identical twins, then you might know that you can typically tell them apart if you spend enough time with them. Back in elementary school, I was in the same class with a set of identical twins named Melissa and Michelle, and I had classes with both of them for about five years and it did not take me long to tell them apart. The Van Arsdale twins got bitten by the basketball bug early as it was the most popular sport in Indiana and their father was a high school basketball coach. In my research on these guys, I discovered that they attended the state championship game in 1954, which is still known as the Milan Miracle. It was the game that inspired the movie Hoosiers because Little Milan High School took down much larger Muncie Central High School. By the way, I have an entire episode on the Milan Miracle. It is episode 45 if you want to go back and check it out. In 1956, they saw the best player they had ever seen at the high school level. He played for Crispus Attucks High School in Indianapolis, and his name was Oscar Robertson. They thought that Robertson was fantastic and the best all-around player in the state, and everyone else thought that too. In any case, the Van Arsdale boys fell in love with the game that their father had showed them. They started playing on youth teams starting in the fifth grade and immediately took to the game like a fish to water. It seemed that instantly they were just better than all of the other players their age. They were 
taller, faster, more coordinated, more athletic, and harder workers than everyone else. They dominated every game they played in. The following year, when they were in 6th grade, they were placed on an 8th grade team. They were playing with and against boys that were 2 years older, and they still dominated nearly every game. Now, if you have a kid that plays basketball or any other sport for that matter, do not get too excited if your kid dominates their own age group in the local youth league. Most players that make it all the way to the NBA played two or even three years up when they were kids and still dominated their leagues. That is when you know you have something. Well, the Van Arsdale family definitely had something in their boys. They were extremely hard workers and incredible athletes. However, with the Van Arsdale twins, even their parents admitted to having trouble telling them apart because they really were the mirror image of each other. Now, before I keep going, I have to include this little side story. I think that almost any set of identical twins is, at some point, tempted to pull off an identity switch. Tom and Dick did that for a baseball game. In that league, the players did not have numbers on their jerseys to identify them, so the league made the boys wear different colored hats. Dick wore a green hat and Tom wore a red hat. That way, the umpire could make sure that they were batting in the correct order. Well, just like today, there was a limit on how many innings a little league pitcher could throw. Dick had already pitched his limit of innings for the week, so it was Tom's turn to pitch, but he said that his arm was sore and did not want to pitch. So the boys went behind the dugout and switched hats, and Dick stepped in as Tom and pitched Tom's innings, and nobody was the wiser. As they made their way into high school, they were near their full height of 6 foot 5 or 196 centimeters. They were not just the stars of the basketball team, they were also the stars of the football team where Tom was the quarterback and Dick was the tight end. They connected on a lot of touchdowns. They also played baseball and ran track. There was almost nothing that they could not do, athletically speaking. During their senior year of high school in 1961, they led their team all the way to the state championship game. Now this is the game that they had attended so many times with their dad when they were kids and now they were actually playing in it. And they were matched up against Kokomo High School and it was going to be a tough game. The game had to go to overtime to be settled, but unfortunately for Tom and Dick, they lost 68 to 66. They felt so bad for their school, friends, and family. They wanted that championship so badly and they both felt like they had let their community down. Their coach actually retired from coaching and never coached again because he had a very hard time getting over the loss. But they still received honors for their efforts. Many states, especially in the Midwest part of the United States, give out an annual award to the best senior basketball player in the state. That award is called Mr. Basketball. In an unprecedented move, Tom and Dick were named co-Mr. Basketball in 1961 for the state of Indiana. As part of that honor, they were selected to play on a statewide Indiana All-Star team that would play two charity games against the Kentucky All-Star team. The teams played one game in Indianapolis and one game in Lexington in order to raise money for the charity and for bragging rights. In these games, the players that were named Mr. Basketball, one from Indiana and one from Kentucky, got the honor of wearing jersey number one. But in 1961, Indiana had two Mr. Basketballs. In a very gimmicky move, Tom and Dick both wore number one, but they also had their first names printed on the front of their jerseys so that the referees could tell them apart. And they won the first game in Indiana by a score of 82 to 71, but lost the return match in Kentucky 78 to 75. Now it was time for their high school careers to end. Now one thing that I appreciate is that the Van Narsdale boys were not just hard workers on the basketball court, they were also hard workers in the classroom. This is something that I really appreciate as I am very academically minded myself. Now Dick was valedictorian of his senior class, meaning he was ranked number one among all the seniors for having the best grades or marks. 
Tom was number three in the entire class, and now it was time for them to head to college. For Dick and Tom, it was a no-brainer. They were lifelong fans of Indiana University, and there was nowhere else that they wanted to play. So off they went to Bloomington, Indiana to begin the next stage of their basketball careers. Now this is a good place to take a break, and I'll be right back with the story of the Van Arsdales and their college career. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique items with the retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts long sleeve shirts phone cases mugs blankets pillows towels and even shower curtains go to sportshistorynetwork.com row number one for access to the full row one catalog and for gallery prints and gift items plus get a 15 percent discount off all prints on the row one pictorum gallery with coupon code shn15 follow the link on the show notes Welcome back to the show and let us continue with our story. At this point, the Van Arsdale boys have had a great high school career, coming up just two points short of a state title, but both still won the Indiana State Player of the Year Award, also known as Mr. Basketball. As I mentioned before the break, there was no other university that they wanted to go to except for Indiana University. This was in the days before Bobby Knight took the job as the head coach of the Hoosier program. The head coach back in the fall of 1961 was Branch McCracken, who had already won two national championships in 19. 1940 and 1953. The coach believed in an up-tempo game and he saw the Van Arsdale boys as his best chance at a third national title before retiring. However, he would have to wait a year as freshmen or first-year students were not allowed to play on the varsity back then. They had to spend a year playing on the freshman team against other freshman teams or community colleges. But in practice, McCracken could tell that these two boys were the real deal and would be tremendous players once they got to the varsity. They worked so hard on the court and played defense like their lives depended on it. They also were extremely aggressive rebounders who seemed to grab every missed shot as they came off the rim. They were a devastating one-two punch. The twins also had time during their freshman year to join a fraternity. They joined Sigma Alpha Epsilon, or SAE for short. Seeing as they did almost everything together, they quickly became a popular pair on campus as it is very hard to miss extremely tall and athletic identical twins. But in addition to Tom and Dick, Indiana University also brought in another freshman by the name of John McLaughlin, who had played against the Van Arsdales in high school as he was from the same area. McLaughlin was also a future NBA player who would play in one All-Star game and win a championship with the 1971 Milwaukee Bucks. Any university with three future NBA All-Stars on the team definitely has a legitimate shot at the national championship. 
In their sophomore year or second year, they were finally able to join the varsity and in their very first game, they defeated the University of Virginia by a score of 90 to 59. Coach McCracken had a pair of burly six foot five inch powerhouses along with McLaughlin. The team finished the season with 13 wins and 11 losses, which was good for third place in the Big Ten Conference, but not good enough to make the NCAA tournament. Back then, the NCAA tournament was only for conference champions. No at-large bids were allowed back then. During the sophomore year, Tom scored 299 points and Dick scored 292 points. Nearly identical. For their junior year, they had hoped to take another step forward, but actually took a step back. The team recorded 9 wins and 15 losses in a very disappointing season. However, the Van Arsdales were named co-MVP of the Big Ten, which was an incredible honor. Dick had averaged 22 points and 12 rebounds for the season. Tom averaged 21 points and 12 rebounds for the season. Again, practically identical statistics. Now, they had only one shot left at the national championship as they were about to enter their senior year at Indiana University. But again, they met disappointment. That would be a theme in their careers. In high school, they fell just two points short of a state championship, and despite the fact that they were two of the best players in the country, could not seem to bring team success at the university level either. It was definitely not from a lack of effort. Every coach that they ever played for said that the Van Arsdale twins were two of the hardest workers they had ever coached, and that was true in high school, university, and in the NBA. During that senior year, the team took a huge step forward where they recorded 19 wins against just 5 losses, but the Big Ten was a particularly strong conference that year, and they were not able to overcome the University of Michigan, which was led by Cassie Russell, who would become the first overall pick in the NBA draft in 1966. That left Indiana University with an incredible season, but left out of the NCAA tournament yet again. If they were playing today, they would have definitely been included in the field of 68. Back in 1965, only 23 teams played in the NCAA tournament and all of them were conference champions. During their senior year, Tom averaged 18 points and 8 rebounds. Dick averaged 17 points and 8 rebounds. Again, practically identical. They were named All Big Ten and Academic All-Americans. But now it was time for the next phase of their careers. They had both hoped to get drafted into the NBA, but they also wanted a backup plan just in case it did not work out. So they both applied to law school and were accepted to the Indiana University School of Law. I guess if you cannot be an NBA player, might as well be a lawyer. At least that is how they approached it. So, as the 1965 NBA draft approached, they were prepared for anything. In their hearts, they really wanted to be drafted by the same team, but they also knew that that was nearly impossible, even if there were only 9 teams in the league at the time. So now, they were ready for whatever came their way. Well, this is part 1 of our story on Tom and Dick Van Arsdale. Join us next week when we cover their NBA careers in part 2 of their story. That's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are 
passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.